Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always looking at people on the marginal, cutting edge, thought leaders, influencers, and trying to have discussions with them, seeing what insights they have. And I try to record those and share it to the world. So in that light, we have Dr. Uh, Denise moore Rebel, and she's an international speaker, best-selling author, and she's a coach, personal development coach, business coach. So today we're going to talk about your voice, identity, story, authenticity and so i'll bring denise on denise welcome hey thank you for having me dr chris <laughs> so yeah. excited to be here <laughs> I know, uh, it's quite interesting i'm glad to have another fellow professional on here it's uh you know it's a, a nice breath of fresh air um <laughs> tell us more about yourself in your business how you got started and we'll go from there Absolutely. Uh, so I say by trade, um, I am a speech language pathologist. I've been a speech therapist for almost 28 years now. It's hard to believe it's been that long. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, but yeah, so I work primarily right now with children, but I've worked in nursing homes, hospitals, and all different um, entities in terms of helping people to learn to communicate. Uh, but I was on a personal journey, uh, a self-discovery many years ago, just trying to figure out like, well, who am I? After all this school and education and working, I was like, I'm still not happy. What's going on with me? You know? And so um, I founded a company, a personal development company and business company called Own Your Amazing. And it's about really people finding their voice, you know, like literally finding their voice at times, but just really living authentically and showing up as who they are and whatever aspect that may look like. So I empower uh, women, particularly some men have joined the movement, <laughs> but particularly women who are feeling like life, this isn't it, you know, it's so much more they want to do. Uh, but for whatever reason, they have not given themselves permission to do more. So I am there to help encourage them, push them, whatever they need to say, hey, it's time for you to own your amazing and live your life out loud. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, I can <laughs> I can remember I got my I got my dream specialty and uh, I got in and, you know, you're not even even the day I got in. I still realized, you know, I was unhappy. So I'm like, I have to figure out what's going on. And it was because, you know, I wanted to work for myself and make a difference. I didn't want to, you know, work for a corporation and all of that. So, um, which is really interesting. So what, one thing I hear about from coaches a lot is uh, give yourself permission. I, and I, I, it's always been fascinating to me because I don't really understand like when it's, it's like, it's so, it's so intuitive but then it's like, what does it mean like to give yourself yes. permission? Tell us more about that. Absolutely. Um, because I think um, some of us come from an era or a situation where 
um, a lot of times decisions were made for us. We didn't necessarily have a say as to uh, what we we're going to do, uh, what schools we we're going to attend, what jobs we should take. You know, we were um, strong, I say strongly encouraged <laughs> to take certain paths. And for some of us, that may not have been the path we really wanted to take, mm-hmm. but we felt like we had to take that. And so the story that I share oftentimes is the story when it's time for me to choose the college. And so there was this one particular university that everyone assumed I was going to attend. I had family members who had gone there, you know, it's a great university, but I realized it wasn't a good fit for me. And so I remember it was time to apply to schools and I was sending out, you know, letters, you know, go different universities. And so time went on and acceptance letters were coming in. And so my dad asked me one day, had I gotten my acceptance letter from that particular school? And I was like, no, I haven't. (laughs) That's all I said. No, no. So a few more weeks went by and he asked me again, have you gotten your acceptance letter to this one particular school? And I was like, no, I haven't. Mm. (laughs) And so I think he was getting a little suspicious about that time. Right. So he came to me again. He said, I heard that other people have gotten their acceptance letter to the school. Have you gotten yours? And I said, no. (laughs) And I said, dad, we need to have a conversation. And so I sat him down. I said, well, the reason why I haven't gotten my acceptance letter from that particular school is that I never applied. What? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even apply because I didn't want to go, but I didn't have the courage at the time to say, I don't want to go. I don't want to apply. I don't care what everyone else is expecting me to do. That's not where I want to go. So I finally had to have that conversation with my father. And luckily, you know, I have a very supportive family. And he was like, okay, he was mad at first. Now, let me not, he was very upset with me. <laughs> but once I told him, again, I felt like if I had to be somewhere for the next four years, it should be somewhere I wanted to be. Hmm. And so that's when I said we have to give ourselves permission to say, this is my, I'm going to stay in my own personal power and I'm going to make decisions for my life that I feel best aligned for me. It was nothing wrong with the school. My siblings had gone there. It's just, I didn't want to go there. That just wasn't a good fit for me. And I was what, 17, 18 years old, understanding that I need to give myself permission to make decisions for my life. Now, to say that I went on and always did that, no. (laughs) But I understood then that we all have a choice. We all have a, no, we all have the right to look at our lives and make choices and make decisions that may not align with what other people want for us, but it's what's best, what, what, what we feel is best for ourselves. So that's that whole thing about giving ourselves permission um, to be, to show up in a way that um, defines who we are. You know, again, I talk to a lot of women about, well, how do you define success? Not based on what society says, not based on what your family, your culture says, but how do you define it for yourself? And you have to, I tell people, it takes courage to really stand for who you are, especially when you have all these mixed messages coming at you, telling you who you you should be, where you should drive, where you should live, where you should be educated, all these things. And we're not careful. We get lost in that. And we don't know who we are. And so I think a lot of people are struggling with their own identity. And I talk a lot about that. So when I first start working with people, my first question is, well, who are you to you? Not who are you to everyone else, but who are you to you? How do you define yourself? 
Are you living authentically? Are you showing up being the best version of yourself? And a lot of times we don't stop to ask ourselves those questions. We just keep going along and going along. And then one day we look at them like, oh, I'm not happy. This is not what I really want to do. And so that's the message. That's my mission. That's what I, that's how I, I, I approach this whole thing about giving yourself permission. One last thing. I had a client who was, uh, she, still is a, she still is an attorney, but she's an attorney. And we were working together. And she said, I have a confession. I was like, what is it? What is it, right? She was like, I don't want to be an attorney anymore, but I can't tell my family. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. So we had to work through that because, you know, again, expectations, um, what people have about what we should do, and where we should go and all these kinds of things. And so I tell her, I said, well, you I'm giving you permission to say what it is you really want and what direction you want your life to go in. So that's my take on this whole thing about permission. And if you haven't experienced that, you're blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You touched on so many powerful things, power of your own voice, your identity, um, authenticity, you know, all in this question of giving yourself permission, which is really um, and, uh, so, and then what, one thing is, um, what personal challenges have you had, you know, especially in finding your voice and helping clients, building a business, um, tell us more about that. Oh, absolutely. And I definitely, you know, come from an era where, you know, children was supposed to be seen and not heard, you know? Yeah. And so a lot of us still carry that, like, uh, so when I talk about voice, I'm literally talking about being able to voice your concerns, voice your opinions, and voice your um, your ideas and your thoughts. Because uh, in a lot of situations, in a lot of different settings, um, having that room to voice my opinion, my thoughts was not always welcomed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was not. And, and that's the reality that a lot of people face that... Um, you know, a lot of times you try to, you know, share your opinions and thoughts. You, you might have gotten criticized or you shut down. And if you're not careful, you'll stay silent. Yeah. And so one of the things I always tell my clients is that you have a voice. I know it may not seem like it at times. I know you might have been silenced, but you have a voice. And it's now it's time for you to really use that in a powerful way. And again, when I talk about voice, I'm talking about literally your voice, but also your lived expression, how you're showing up in the world. That makes a difference too. And so um, a lot of us are challenged with that, you know, um, just society, culture, you know, different expectations, different societal norms, cultural norms. And then, and so I, I work with my clients to say, well, how do you, how do you manage that? How do you work through that where you can still feel like I'm standing in my power? I remember when I started my private practice, uh, it's been about 17 years ago now. Um, I got a lot of like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? I actually quit a job to start my business. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone thought I was nuts, right? Like, why would you quit, quit a, a great job to start your own business? And I said, because I want to, <laughs> you know, I want to. Yeah. So no, nothing deeper than that other than because I wanted to. Right. Uh -huh. And so, um, I got a lot of, um, again, not understanding a lot of pushback like what are you doing why would you do that are you sure like i'm not sure but i'm doing it anyway <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm scared but i'm doing it anyway and so uh but i tell people you have to resolve in yourself that you um 
have what it takes to do whatever you decide to do. I always tell people, bet on you, you know? Yeah. Here I was working for this company. I was in a management position. I had a team I was supervising. Um, and I was like, I walked away from it because I was like, I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to give me a chance to see if I can do this. And one thing I always told myself, if it doesn't work, I can always go back and get a job. <laughs> Luckily, I have not had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have to resolve within yourself to say, I'm going to give me a chance. I'm going to take a risk on me. And if all else fails, I can go back to doing what I was doing to be miserable again. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's what I tell people. You know, give yourself a chance. Give yourself an opportunity to see what you're capable of doing. Because if you never try, if you never kind of go out there, how will you ever know what you can do? And so um, I tell people, I was like, I probably could never work for anybody else again. Because <laughs> I, I just can't, right? Uh, but it's because uh, I love my time freedom. I love my creative freedom that I get to make decisions about um, how I work, when I work, where I work. Um, that That's everything for me, you know, having that freedom um, just to do things the way I want to do it and show up in the way I want to show up. Uh, I have too many stories to share about when I started my business, but one in particular was when I got my my space and it was time to set up the office space. And um, had the you know telephone person to come in and set up the telephone, like the internet and all those kind of things. And so in my lobby, um, I have books. You know, I, I love reading. I'm an avid reader, and I want everyone else to love to read. So the telephone guy, the cable guy, was like, "You you want to put a TV in here in your lobby?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> he was like, "Well, other offices have TVs." I was like, "Okay, that's great. I don't want one." <laughs> he kept insisting that I put a TV up in my office. And I said, I don't want a TV. I don't want um, people watching TVs. That's great if that's what other people want to do. But I want people to get a book, to get a magazine, to talk with one another. You know, I'm a speech therapist. I want people talking, not watching the TV, right? Yeah. And so just little things like that. We're not careful in who we and understanding who we are. We would allow other people to put their expectations and their ideas about what things should look like. He was telling me an office should look like this. I'm like, no, my office is going to look the way I need it to look. So when you come into my office, it's very comfortable. I feel like you're coming into my home. I want you to feel comfortable and relaxed and it's fun and it's engaging because that's how I define an office space. So we have to give ourselves permission again to show up the way we feel like it's going to be our most authentic and best selves. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think the, I, I think the underlying concept is um, own yourself and uh, and then you've actually, interestingly, you've written a book called um, own your amazing, which um, yeah, I'm sure you can find it on Amazon. I'm going to check it out after this and I encourage the listeners to check it out as well, but tell us, you know, about that book and, why you wrote it and some of the yes. pearls. Absolutely. So a little backstory about that was, you know, I did pretty well in high school. I mean, in grade school and middle school, high school. Uh, but writing was always a challenge for me. I, I, I was, I could do great in math. I was math whiz. When it came to writing, it just took me a little longer to get my thoughts down on paper. And it still does. And I recognize that, right? And so when I got to high school, my senior year, my high school English teacher told me I was a terrible writer. <laughs> he said I was one of the worst ones he ever had I was like oh my goodness <laughs> so the little bit of confidence I had went right out the window and so I got through it you know so I went to college 
you know, went to undergrad, did okay, went to grad school. I had to take a writing class uh, as part of me getting accepted to the program. I was like, thank God, yes, I'll take it, you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to struggle in grad school with writing, you know, different things. And so I got through that. And I was like, I'm never writing again. And a few years later, I decided to um, go get my PhD. And so went through the classes and then it came time for the dissertation. I was like, yikes, what was I thinking? <laughs> I, I have to write again. Oh, no. And I really struggled with that. And so got through that. No problem. And that's when I definitely said I'm never writing again. Never again. It's just too much of a struggle. And so my business coach said to me one day, hey, I think you should write a book. And I was like, never, not me. I said, I am a terrible writer. Remember, that's what my English teacher said. At that point, I realized I was still carrying that. And it was it was impacting me moving forward. And I was like, no, I'm never going to write a book. And she's like, you should really think about it. I'm like, no, I'm never going to do that. So <laughs> let's just move on, right? <laughs> and so she said, well, what if you can write a book and tell your story and share some things with people that can help them along their journey? Would you be willing? I was like, oh, she got me. <laughs> she got me so that's why I wrote the book Uh, I wrote the book because I just wanted to share my journey my story on how I am learning to own my amazing Um, but some key things I think will help other people to do the same and one of the things I'm really proud about is that my book was nominated for an award I was one of the finalists in the self-help category but one of the criteria that the judges had for the book was not the number of sales but the impact the book would make on people's lives. That's what I'm most proud about because I wanted my book to make a difference with someone. Uh, Even if it's just one person, I wanted wanted them to get something from it. So the book, again, just talk about some some pillars that I believe are important if you're going to own your amazing. And one of my favorite chapters of the book is the first chapter called Divine Design. And I believe in, in a divine creator. I believe we're always created by this intelligent being for on purpose and for a purpose. And that we are uniquely designed. When you think about it, I think they said last week it's over 8 billion people on the planet and there's no two people exactly the same. To me, that's amazing. There's no one exactly like you, Dr. Chris. Nobody on this planet. You're it, you know? I'm it. And so that to me is amazing. And that that should be celebrated. And that we should all understand we are divine, amazing creations. And we need to own that instead of allowing these messages uh, to tell us we're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We're not pretty enough. But we are enough. How we are is enough. And that, to me, a lot of people have told me, getting that is life-changing. When you realize you show up as enough, flaws and all, that we have this intrinsic value that nothing could stop that or shake that or take that away. Most people don't get that. So that's where I start. So I talk about you are a divine creation. You were created on purpose and for a purpose. And so now it's like, how do I align with that? How do I figure out like, what am I here for? What am I supposed to be doing? And to do that, you got to surround yourself with the right people. (laughs) You can't be letting all these negative voices get into your head. Listen to all these voices, right? I tell people that what is your voice saying to you about you? Listen to that. And so and I talk about just surrounding yourself with good people, understanding that you are a niche. You know, we talk about that in business. What's your niche? I tell people, you, you are a niche. <laughs> you are a niche. And so, but unless you show up as who you are, no one gets to see your brilliance, right? right. And so we hide ourselves. We think, we discount the gifts and the talents that we have 
as nothing, but there's something to somebody, right? And I would say, my gifts aren't for me, they're for the world. But if I don't show up and share them, the world don't get to benefit from my brilliance. And so I encourage people to show up, to take ownership of your amazingness and then just share that with the world. Um, and so that, you know, a couple other chapters in there, but those are the main ones. The crux of the matter is we have to own our amazing, own who we are. We have to stop playing small and hiding and, you know, discounting who we are. It's like, if you're good at something, then you're good at something, you know, <laughs> and you need to really embrace that and then share that, share your brilliance, your talents. Don't discount them. Um, because I always say I'm not for everyone, but I am for someone. Someone needs me to show up exactly the way I am. Someone needs to, you to show up exactly the way you are because you can, you know, talk and resonate with someone maybe differently than I can. But if I'm trying to be you, you're trying to be me, that's not going to work. And so I encourage people, be who you are. And that's enough for somebody. And so our job is just to say, these are my gifts. These are my talents. This is what I'm good at. And this is how I want to share with the world. Yeah. That's what the book is about. <laughs> yeah. So that's a wonderful um, ending. And, uh, you know, I encourage everybody to go check it out. Uh, and I know a lot of people are inspired by this conversation. They want to follow you, uh, reach out to you. How can they do that? Absolutely. I always say start with my website, which is ownyouramazingnow.com. <laughs> Don't wait to own it. <laughs> own it now, but ownyouramazingnow.com. You can find me there. Also, I'm on social media. Um, uh, I think Facebook, I'm at Dr. Denise on Your Amazing. I'm on LinkedIn at Dr. Denise PhD. You know, so I'm out there. You can find me. I would love for your audience to be a part of, I call it a movement, you know. Uh, I'm trying to move people uh, from where they are to where they truly need to be in their lives, you know, and that's just living this amazing life that they they want, they deserve, and they can have if they're willing to really own who they are. Yeah, and that's a wonderful way to end it. Thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. It's been great, and um, we look forward to hearing about your future success. Oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you really enjoyed that wonderful inspirational motivational piece again if you wherever you are listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week